Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Spirit Chat Radio with your host, Jennifer O'Neill, where the focus is to simplify the process of using the spiritual tools and gifts you were born with in a way that fits into your everyday life. Jennifer is a leading expert in the field of spirit communication and has spent the last 20 years as a professional psychic and spiritual teacher, helping people all over the world learn how to develop themselves spiritually through her books, podcasts, and her virtual learning center, Keys to the Spirit World. For the next hour, join Jennifer to discover different tools and techniques that will help you learn how to navigate the spirit world better and empower you on your own spiritual journey. Aloha and welcome to Spirit Chat Radio. Today, we have a guest and we're going to be doing something a little bit different today as we get into soul contracts. I'm going to introduce my guest uh, but I wanted to remind everybody before I get into that, that uh, tomorrow is the last day for enrollment on my psychic ability class. So if you're interested in enrolling there, you want to go over to www.psychicabilityclass.com and go ahead and um, put your information in because it will close tomorrow until fall. So anyhow, Let's get into the show today on Soul Contracts. Uh, Gerilyn St. Joseph is my guest. She is um, an expertise in spiritual relationships. Uh, Gerilyn, welcome. Hello, Jennifer. Aloha, I should say. Yeah. (laughs) So how are you today? Doing well. It's beautiful here in Pennsylvania. A little bit uh, windy and cooler than normal, but it's gorgeous and feeling good. Well, that's good. It's hot here, I'm sure. It's windy. That's weird. It's like summertime. Um, Yeah. Gerilyn, like I said, specializes in spiritual relationships, and I get a lot of questions, and I know she gets a lot of questions, um, about what is really a soul contract. Um, As we get in the first part of the show, we're going to talk about some of the questions that we get a lot. Most everyone's heard about soulmates, twin souls, twin flames, and even past life relationships. But a lot of people don't talk about soul contracts. And that's a subject that I think people really need to understand a little bit better because you've made a soul contract with not just one person, but several people. So for those of you wondering, what what are these soul contracts? A soul contract is an agreement that you make with another soul where you agree to be in each other's life during one of your lifetimes, well, one or more of your lifetimes, to help one another learn and grow. 
and you enter into these agreements before you were born and they can like I said they can just be in one lifetime but they can also be in several lifetimes so you have all different kinds of soul agreements and one of the soul agreements or in those ones that I named are actually soul um, contracts so the soulmates twin souls twin flames and past lives those are all fall under the category of soul contracts and uh, we're gonna talk a little bit more about that because I find and I know that me and Jerry Lynn were talking about this people get very confused on especially one of the first soul contracts that I want to bring up and that is a soulmate um, I find that everybody is constantly wanting to find their soulmate they're constantly looking to you know that's the thing that's like what everybody's searching it, for the, is their soulmate it's the disney image of the soul right. of the soulmate that they're looking for the, the one and only one person in the whole world who is absolutely perfect for you and you will live heavily um happily ever after right and i think it soulmate actually does have a magical feel in some regards well let's mm -hmm. talk about what it is um it soulmate is someone you have a soul contract with that helps you to learn and grow but the difference between a soulmate and some of the other um, things we're going to talk about is a soulmate contract is generally uplifting and there's another difference that people don't realize um, which I'll let you weigh in on is people mm -hmm. always think that this needs to be a romantic relationship when that is not true at all um, most not. soulmate contracts and relationships are not romantic um, and so exactly. do you find that and even if even if they are romantic they don't always last forever like we think once we've found a soulmate that you're done and you can have a soulmate relationship with a romantic partner as your first love in high school or something like that and they're just supposed to teach you about relationships and then you move on right so and you know the interesting thing about soulmates is um, I see this a lot with friends and relatives and acquaintances uh, where they're actually soulmates they're entered into a soulmate contract mm -hmm. and uh, I think that people overlook the what I think is what you call the Disney factor the cool thing about having a soulmate relationship with even like a grandmother or you yeah. know they overlook that wonderful most amazing contract that you found and and the thing that binds you together they they it it somehow gets I guess I would say put aside to well where's my soulmate loved one and as we right. get into some of these other things don't you feel like that because I feel like it's a distraction when everybody's looking for their soul mate I feel like that causes them to overlook some of the other really cool relationships in their life but it also causes them to overlook some really cool love lessons like you said um, where you're supposed to experience and grow from that person and then potentially um, create your your uh, relationship with somebody in the future you know what I mean yes yes and I, so, I totally agree with that it's okay, too so, idealized right and then so we're gonna get into what is a twin soul um, this is another thing you hear often again I feel like all these things um, people want to put a romantic 
tendency onto them and they're sort of overlooking all these other really cool relationships that they have um, and made contracts with. So a twin soul, it's, it's really, I'm going to simplify this. It's pretty easy to explain. Uh, it's mm -hmm. similar to having a regular twin. Um, only yeah. your their twin soul is born in the spiritual realm. So it's it's the same spiritual imprint, same spiritual DNA, but they basically have a you have a twin, you have a spiritual twin would be what I'd call it. And more often than mm -hmm. not, and me and you were also talking about this earlier. Here's the thing: you most often do not incarnate at the same time. Correct. So um, I think you use the leapfrog an anthology or analogy. I mean, yes. Um, do you want to talk from a what about I can that? see is that um, with your twin soul, <clears throat> one will incarnate and the other will be a guide during that right. lifetime, and then they leapfrog. Yes. So the person who is incarnated the next time will not be incarnated, and the other will be born and have that existence, and then have the twin soul as their guide. I have seen it where there's a little bit of crossover, um, like someone is alive and it's a grandson or a grandchild is their twin right, soul like is born and the, the grandparent. Frame. Yeah, yeah a short time yes, frame. But yeah. I haven't, I don't know that I've ever seen them go through an entire lifetime together. Uh, that's basically the way I've, I've come across them. Most twin souls I've come encountered with have been during readings mm -hmm. and they're twin. And it's mm -hmm. in you guys, this, I feel like just like having twins, it's like everybody mm -hmm. thinks that they have a twin soul somehow. It's not as common mm -hmm. as you think. So it's actually when I do a reading, which is when I've um, uh, had them come in during a reading. And that's really kind of mm -hmm. cool. Um, it's, it's rare, yeah. more rare than you would think. It's not like a super common thing, but they will come through, um, and have a very similar vibe as a spirit guide. Cause like, uh, Gerilyn said, they're there to guide, guide each other, but you can, uh, you yeah. can tell the difference. It's very strange. Cause it's like, you're doing a reading for someone. And then that same person is also, or a very similar person is also right there. So it's like that you're talking with them in the spiritual realm. And then you're like talking to them physically at the same time, which is kind of interesting. Um, yeah. And if you don't have a lot of discernment, sometimes it can be very confusing for the reader or medium. Right, right. Um, so then another one would be twin flame. So that would be another thing that, again, I feel like has romantic, a romantic vibe to it um, that people really grasp onto. And that would be when someone's or when two people's souls, soul desires and purpose marry each other and they're a reflection of each other. And so they seem very similar as far as what they're wanting to do and what they're wanting to accomplish and that sort of thing. Their vibration is very similar, mm -hmm. but <clears throat> twin flames, I, they can be romantic. All of these well, I don't see, I've never seen a romantic twin soul though. Have you? No. That I haven't seen. <laughs> no. No. I That'd think that like would be a little strange. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, there are, and I keep reiterating, these are not all romantic relationships, but there, some yeah. of them definitely are romantic relationships. The reason I keep saying that is because I feel like everybody assumes that they're romantic relationships first. Um, but that's not exactly. true. I would say that there's an equal amount of 
uh, twin flames and soulmates that would be romantic? Yeah, I would say soulmates and twin flames is more like 80% are not romantic. Because if you well, think that's in probably, your life, yeah, that's how many people true. do you have? Yeah, that's yeah. That's how many times you have a romantic relationship versus a friendship or something like that? Okay, so, so then, and with twin flames, I think the connection is really is often very intense when they first intense. get to know each other. Right, yeah. right, super intense, and so. We will get into that as well as a cool subject I love talking about, um, which is past life connections. We will be back right after the break. The cutting edge of conscious radio, Ohm Times Radio, IOM FM. Change and growth are part of natural life, and also part of your spiritual life. Everyone needs support and guidance, especially during life passages. Upgrade yourself with the Ohm Times Experts program. With Ohm Times Experts, you have access to the best intuitive coaches, spiritual teachers, counselors, astrologists, and oracles. Our team was carefully selected so you can trust. Find out more at experts.ohmtimes.com. Tune in to The Practical Intuitive, Mind, Body, Spirit for the Real World with me, host Robin Fritz, Mondays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 Eastern. I'll cover personal and business intuition, animal communication, mediumship, space clearing, past life regression, shamanic insights, energy healing, soul choice, and more, all to help you tap your own intuitive and healing skills. No ifs, ands, or buts. I am Fidel Nshombo. I was born in a city called Bukavu in the Congo. We were a loving family, and then, boom! Everything that I had disappeared in a single day. People think that when you are a refugee and they resettle to America and all your problems are done. They don't understand that that's the beginning of everything. I was not born a refugee. I was made one. It's time we welcome refugee families with open arms. Learn more at EmbraceRefugees.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Welcome. We are back covering soul contracts. So we talked about soulmates. Um, we covered twin souls and we were just covering twin flames. And that would be when two souls come together, their desires and their purpose marry each other. Um, and they don't have to marry each other exactly, but I do see this often with friendships, uh, tight friendships. And sometimes, like um, siblings, I will see it with where they're very much a reflection of of each other. I I have a friend who was born one day after me, and our similarities are just oddly crazy. Like even I remember in high school, it was so weird. We would actually we we would come to school dressed the same without even talking to each other. It was very huh. strange. It was so bizarre that we uh, it, we would go buy some of the same uh, like shoes or shirts or whatever and never even know. We wouldn't be together shopping. We would buy the same thing, show up. And so we started having to have this uh, this rule that 
because we didn't want to be dressed as twins. And and oddly enough, her name is Jen Jennifer. We were born one day apart. Wow. Her name is also Jennifer. Yeah, it was very strange. So everyone would call us the Jennifers. Well, anyways, um, we would have this rule where one of us would wear a jacket that day. And so the next time we would show up in the same thing, then the other one of us would have to wear a jacket that day. Like, that's how often it happened. It was so weird. <laughs> so that would be a good example. My kids would be another good example of that. Them two, and they were born. You don't have to be born one day apart like, and have the same name like we did. Um, but my kids, they're four years apart. And those two, and one's a boy, one's a girl, they are, I'll tell you, a mirror image of each other in what they're you know they're feeling what they're desiring what it's weird it's it's like it's cool weird in a cool way um yeah but past life connections here this is i love this topic um but it is the <laughs> most it is, i love talking about it because there's well i don't know i just am very interested it's so in misunderstood it. yeah it it's incredibly so misunderstood, misunderstood. And I see so much, like I've done, I do a lot of past life regressions and readings and whatnot, and it's just fun. Um, anyways, it is the most common soul contract that you will see. The most common, but the absolute most mistaken as a, oh, this is my soulmate. This is my twin flame or my twin soul, when actually it's a past life connection or past life relationship, um, someone who you've exactly. had a soul contract in other lifetimes. Do you see that very often? Do you find when you're oh, doing quite the a relationship? Well, because with a, with a past life relationship, uh, oftentimes with that connection, it'll be an intense connection also because it's, your soul is recognizing the other person's soul. And then right. there's this immediate assumption, well, that must mean that we're great for one another or we're supposed to be together. We've been together before, so we're supposed to be together now. And that's not always the case. So you really need to stay above board and be really honest with yourself. This person make you question your integrity or like what is going on with this person? Are you really supposed to be around? You fight constantly. Mm -hmm. It's not always a comfortable thing. Yeah, I think what throws people off definitely is the intensity of the connection. Um, and I think that the sound of the words past life connection makes people feel like it would be kind of, or past life relationship, that it would be mm -hmm. um, a vague or a light connection because it was in another lifetime. When the opposite is true, right. um, like you said, your soul recognizes their soul. It becomes a very intense connection really quickly a lot of times. And so because mm -hmm. of that, they go, oh, yeah, definitely we're supposed to be together. I do a lot of readings on that, a lot, a lot, a lot of readings. In fact, I usually don't even have to talk to the person right away to go, yep, it's a past life connection, a past life relationship that I know immediately because they'll usually follow it up with, we're having all these issues, um, some toxicity, <laughs> some negativity. Yeah. Um, you know, it's there's, like, well, there's you like, may have a soul contract with that person. It could be that you need to clear something up, some kind of karma and whatnot. But that doesn't mean you're supposed to be together forever. And God, no, they're not supposed to hit you or abuse you in any way. No. You know? Or even just that they just rub each other the wrong way and they just cannot. They fight about everything. Sky's blue. No, it's not. You know, like they just yeah. can't seem to get on the same page. 
And so for that reason, you know, when you're dealing with a twin flame, a twin soul or soulmate, you most generally you're having an uplifted feeling. You're, you're feeling good or they raise your vibration in some way. And that's really going to be the main difference differentiator um, for those of you who are listening is when you're talking a soulmate, twin soul or twin flame, are are you feeling uplifted? Do you feel vibrationally better? Do you feel like somehow they propel you forward or make you a better person from the inside out? That's going to be your key indicator. Um, does it matter the intensity, but how does it feel good? Does it feel better? Whatever. Um, as far as past life connection, you're potentially going to have the same intensity, only you're most likely, or past life relationship, you're most likely going to have some other issues that you're working through and having to deal with. And that will be a part of your soul contract. Sometimes people don't realize that um, their soul contracts can span lifetimes. So you may not have finished some business with that person in another lifetime and now you have to revisit all that handling of uh, that situation and learning from in another lifetime so um, this brings us to another subject that I would like people to ask themselves is have you ever been in a situation where you've misread your soul contract and I would say with another person with a with a relationship or a person and I would say that 99% of people do this at least once or more often than once. I think that most people have a hard time um, reading their soul contracts with somebody, especially because you're in it. A lot of times if you're in it, right. you know, well, and when, in when emotions are involved, it's very difficult to or it can be difficult to put yourself away and look at things objectively. I think the number one thing is to be honest, to be honest with yourself, to be honest with the other person. And I think what makes it difficult too for us is there are times when we feel like, or we think rather that we're supposed to save somebody or do something specific for them. And actually the contract is to let go or to give them the freedom to grow and, and fall and do whatever they need to do. And, and we feel like, well, it's got to be, you know, they came to me, they're sick, I have to make them well. And it's like, no, it's giving them the space and the support so they can do it on their own. And well, and I, like think that. I think that's a really good point because I feel like sometimes relationships become suffocating in a way that you want to mold somebody or you see the potential in them potentially this is something i was mm -hmm. talking about with somebody the other day a lot of times people will be like um well i see this person can be so much like they have this potential and that potential and they could just make so much of their life but they're not like and it makes me crazy and i have mm -hmm. to and i was telling this person well you have to remember though that's their path so that's their that's their journey they get to learn and they get to choose and that's why we have free will so that's the fun part of being here you get to choose your own it's kind of like the do you remember the goosebumps books or like you get to choose your own ending oh i love the goosebumps book yes, yes. <laughs> so you're taking the fun yeah. out of it if you're trying to not guide somebody but you're trying to kind of you know pound rather them in than guiding you're projecting you're yeah, projecting, projecting on them what you want 
Yeah. Right. So, so you have some to, of the top, you have to be careful. Some of the top mistakes with misreading a soul contract would be not knowing your spiritual body. Um, not being familiar right. with your spiritual body. That would be a top one, I feel. Um, because you need to know what your spiritual body uh, signs and signals. What You need to be familiar with your spiritual body. And um, we were, again, we were talking about this. I, I, I know that a lot of people I come into contact, um, and I talk about this often, yes, we have the natural ability to go ahead and um, use our psychic senses and be in tune with our spiritual body, but people assume just because you have the natural ability to do that, you're also going to have the natural knowledge that comes with it, which is number two, confusing the ability with knowledge. And it takes training to learn how to tap into your spiritual body. Again, if you're interested in the class, that psychicabilityclass.com, that's what I do is I teach people how to become familiar with it. I teach people how to see the signs and signals and to be more familiar with how it feels because a lot of people mistake physical signs and symbols or symptoms and different mm -hmm. things as, um, as something that's actually coming from their intu intuitive and their spiritual body. And they don't know it's how to discernment and awareness. Yeah. Yeah. And they I think the two yeah, words they, you're looking for are discernment and awareness. You yeah. They discern. just don't know. Yeah. yeah. You, they don't know which is which, you know, um, they forget. I think everybody forgets that they had to be taught even by watching or just being taught how to eat when they were little or how to walk. Um, and you forget all the physical things that you've been taught in life, even how to use language. You know, you forget about that. And oh, there's a spiritual yeah. language. There's a spiritual language that you learn and you learn how to work with that spiritual body. But that takes training and knowledge. And the, if you don't get the proper training and knowledge, people get frustrated. And then they're just like, oh, this is too much work. Um, and then the third one is making assumptions in relationships or a relationship, which that would be a good. Um, well, how do you feel on the assumptions part, the relationships, the making assumptions in relationships? I actually yeah. lost you for a second. Oh, okay. So making assumptions. You in went completely. I was like, uh oh. But then you came back. The <laughs> last thing I heard was um, the you, third you mistake. Talked about mistake. Okay, would be the third excuses. mistake making assump making assumptions and no, we're talking about making assumptions of a relationship. Oh, okay. So the, yeah, because okay, we, so, we had mentioned that, so I thought we were up to making excuses. I'm sorry. No, we haven't um, got quite there yet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll just go into the next one. So, how to tell if you're misreading <laughs> your contract? Um, you're going to have two major mm -hmm. signs. <clears throat> Excuse me. One is talking yourself into staying in a bad situation. That would be mm -hmm. a good sign that you're misreading your contract. And number two would be the making excuses. Um, it just doesn't feel right. So I assume that you find this often um, when people are uh, talking themselves into staying in a bad situation or, or making excuses. Well, and again, this, this happens most often in romantic relationships, but I see it in friendships too, where people entered into the relationship with a sole contract to help each other grow and learn. And then they get past that point and they're supposed to move away from each other a little bit, but they want to hold on to that feeling. So they hold on really tightly and they start, once you have to make excuses 
for another person's behavior or for the way they're treating you or for the way you're treating them and you're questioning your own integrity or it affects your integrity, there's an issue. Yeah. That's All right, we're going to head into break and then we'll pick up right where we left off. Okay. Bringing a more conscious lifestyle to your world. Ohm Times Radio. IOM FM. Ascending Hearts is no ordinary dating site, but a spiritual dating site with a purpose to link you with your soulmate. We engineer the serendipity so you can trust that you will attune with someone that has the same matching vibration as you. Ascending Hearts, the conscious dating site for the spiritually aware. Try Ascending Hearts for free. AscendingHearts.com Hello, I'm Lisa Berry. Join me every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time for Light on Living. A chance to see new, hear different, and feel more as I shine the spotlight on all the ways to lighten the load of life's challenges. Light on Living is your link to that new way you're looking for, that new understanding that will enhance your life, and that positive connection that will support your growth. So join me and you'll gain insight and start to see things in a new way that motivates you. You're not wired to have a response to this sound. You're neutral to it. And you can hear it repeatedly without feeling anything. But when we introduce a new stimulus, save the food, we've achieved pulling a natural or inborn response from you. Save the food, because 40% of all food in the U.S. never gets eaten. Save the food. Cook it, store it, share it. Just don't waste it. For tips and recipes, visit savethefood.com. Brought to you by NRDC and the Ad Council. we're back and we're going to be talking about now we've talked about you know have you misread your soul contract how to tell if you're misreading your soul contract what soul contracts are um so now we're going to get into how do you know what to do to fulfill a soul contract um and there's five basic things that you that will help you understand um and to know what to do uh number one is to understand what a soul contract is. Um, obviously, we've covered a lot of that in the show. Um, it's understanding that you have made an agreement with someone before coming down, before being born. You've made an agreement to learn and grow from each other, and that relationship will then vary. Um, so it depends mm -hmm. on what type of relationship you have, but understanding what a soul contract is, and you guys have sort of covered that with us. Awareness. The, the one thing that we didn't say is that there are minor and major soul contracts, that it's not always a do-all, be-all, end-all. It can be real heavy or something that's long, or it can be something simple. Right, that's true. Jennifer? Yeah, that's yeah. very, very true. You can, um, th there are minor and major soul contracts, and that is a good part, or good for understanding that. And that gets into awareness as well. Um, so first we're yeah. talking understanding what a contract is and then the second thing would be awareness um, That most people you want to be aware that most people you come into contact with you do have some sort of contract with and That's what you were talking about. You have uh, I think that people think that they just randomly run into some people most everyone you come into contact with you have some sort of contract or uh, soul agreement with 
and some of those can be minor, which are acquaintances, um, and they can be very fleeting. They can be a, a checkout person, like literally at mm. Safeway or something. They could be somebody or that you're be, just briefly. Go ahead. It could be minor to you and major to them. I've had people come up to me years after an incident where I said something that I said offhandedly that really changed the way they thought and changed their lives right. in some way. So to me, it was a minor thing, and to them, it was something major. And that's true. That can happen. And so yeah. then you also have the major ones, um, which can be something mm -hmm. like you just said, where it had a maybe even uh, a fleeting word or piece of advice had some sort of major um, impact on somebody. But that usually also includes deeper relationships, um, deeper relationships mm -hmm. as far as romantic relationships and or you know friendships or family relationships and that sort of thing mm -hmm. so understanding what a soul contract is awareness that most people that you come into contact with you have some sort of contract with minor and major um responsibility would be another uh way to fulfill a soul contract is taking responsibility and you were talking about that earlier you want to explain mm -hmm. explain that a little bit well, when I when I work with clients and we're doing um, either relationship coaching or even coaching with individuals, the number one thing is you need to take responsibility for your own actions, your own thoughts, your own words, and really take ownership of who you are and what you're doing and how you present in the world. So when you take responsibility for who you are and your part of the interaction, it helps you to fulfill whatever piece you're supposed to fulfill in the, of the contract or of the agreement with other people. Yeah, so, so it's, it's very basically, basically responsibility. taking responsibility of your role in the relationship is what you're saying. Um, how exactly. you are behaving and what type of effect that you have on the relationship might be good, might be not so good, but just owning up to what you're bringing to the table um, to fulfill exactly. that whole contract. Exactly, who you are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so another piece of the um, way to fulfill a soul contract, a piece of the puzzle would be doing the work. And so basically that would be digging a bit deeper to find any real issues that you might be having um, in a relationship. And you want right. to talk what about is that the a core? Bit. Yeah, what is the core of your relationship? What is the core of your interaction? So I like to use the example of a child. When you're in the supermarket, you see the kid pitching a fit because mom just said no. Oftentimes that child is not acting out because the mom said no necessarily. That was a trigger. But the child's either hungry or they're tired or maybe they're reacting to something else that happened during the day that was very frustrating to them. So getting to the core of the issue as to what is really happening here. We as adults, it's not as simplistic, but we do the same thing. We often react and act out of emotions that are very deep-seated that we're not always conscious of. So we need to become more conscious and aware. And in order to do that, we need to dig deeper and investigate our own feelings 
and what's happening and even with our partners like what what is really going on we're not really fighting about him eating the last of the ice cream out of the uh, refrigerator or the freezer we're fighting about the lack of respect because he didn't replace it or that he always or, leaves me to do everything there's there's always something deeper mm-hmm. yeah or you may even be just picking a fight because you're unhappy with your work situation and where that's headed or something it doesn't necessarily have to yeah. be within the relationship correct it, I mean I would true yeah I it could be even something completely outside that you're that's bothering you and then you released all that frustration and anger on the person who's closest to you right um, when I you do know. readings I definitely find that I notice a lot of people as far as taking responsibility and doing the work they pass a lot of resp- responsibility on to their significant other as far as um, trying to make them happy like they yeah. need to do this to and I'll be happy they need to do this and I'll be happy. So they really pass off the responsibility, you know, baton. And then as far as digging um, deeper and doing the work, I also notice that a lot of times people are using the, not consciously, but unconsciously, mm-hmm. they use a relationship of any kind. It can be romantic. It can be, um, you know, a family relationship, friendship, whatever. They use that to cover up some of their own stuff that they're not uh, fulfilling. Willing to so deal feeling, with. Yeah. yeah, they're feeling, or, you know, they, they have a void. They have a void. They don't feel yeah. like they're finding their purpose. They don't feel like they're being fulfilled in some manner. And they use a relationship of some kind to slap a Band-Aid on it, but all the stuff keeps seeping through the Band-Aid. Yeah, as a distraction. Yeah, they, they use relationship so, as distraction or work. People do the same thing with work because it's a socially accessible way to avoid life in general is to overwork. Right. Yeah, and so I think that's a natural thing. I think it's getting harder for people to do now as we move into the, um, you know, the new era. But they definitely, mm-hmm. I, I see this often over and over. And especially, you know when I see it the most? Um, before we get into mm-hmm. the last one here, I see it the most when somebody calls or ma- makes an appointment for reading and they want, they, they open with, I want to know if so-and-so is my soulmate. The minute that yeah. they say that, I mean, I always get a flood of information on that person and mm-hmm. it comes, it, I almost hardly never hear that out of somebody's mouth if they're not trying to fulfill themselves by somebody else or a relationship. Those people mm-hmm. seem to almost always be missing something that's fulfilling on a personal level and on a soul level in their own life. And they well, are and definitely... Well, and oftentimes, too, the other side of that is they're trying to avoid any kind of pain. So in a relationship, no matter how good your relationship is, there are going to be moments of pain where there's misunderstanding or you're falling short or they're falling short. That's going to happen. And when somebody is calling, I just met this guy yesterday and I want to know, is this my soulmate? It speaks to their really not wanting to go to dig deep and go inside and do the work. Because when you're uncomfortable with yourself, you constantly have to have somebody else filling that void. Right. Well, and then that leaves us to 
the last way to fulfill a soul contract would be making adjustments. Um, and mm -hmm. so that would be where you would want to make adjustments, um, trying to see things from another person's perspective, etc. And um, I'll let you elaborate on that a little more. So when, when we do coaching, when I'm doing couples coaching, one of the big things that I try to accomplish is helping the partner see through the other person's eyes. So when there's an issue happening or a perceived issue, one person, and this is where we get back into assumptions, you make assumptions that the person did it on spite or they're doing it to you as opposed to they're just doing something. When you walk in another person's shoes and you change your perspective and you can see where they're coming from and gain greater understanding, it's easier to then create a more fulfilling relationship and to fulfill whatever obligations and contracts and agreements you have with one another. And it's, it's a more joyful way of doing it instead of playing the blame game. Very true. So um, I'm just going to run through these with pe for people real quickly before we go to break, and then we'll get into uh, a couple things after break. We're going to get into what is it that you do with your clients and, and, and how, how do you teach them or what type of uh, system do you work with with them. And then for those of you who are single, we're also going to get in looking for a connection um, we're going to get into that a little bit more as well. So uh, what to do to fulfill a soul contract, these are super important. You want to understand what a soul contract is, like we, we talk about on the show, um, the minors and the majors, you want to understand it all. Uh, you want to be aware, practice awareness, and remember that most people that you come into uh, have some sort of uh, contract with you. And you want to have responsibility, take responsibility um, for your role in any relationship that you play. Again, it doesn't have to be romantic, it can be, but you want to take responsibility for the role that you play and how you're affecting that dynamic in that contract because you are also having an effect on that contract. And then do the work. You want to dig a bit deeper and make sure that you're finding the real issue, whether it be something of self or with the relationship itself. And lastly, you want to make adjustments and try to, you know, make things better, see from another perspective. We'll be back with um, what to do after that, as well as something for singles after the break. Conscious connection to a more mindful world. Om Times Radio, IOM FM. Humanity Healing International is a small nonprofit with a big dream. Since 2007, HHI has been working tirelessly to bring help to communities with little or no hope. Our projects are not broad mandates, nor are they overnight solutions, but they bring the reassurance that no one is alone and that someone cares. To learn more, please visit humanityhealing.org. Humanity Healing is where your heart is. Hi, I'm Kelly Fox, host and astrologer of The Astrology Show. Each week, I'll give you access to the current transits, which are a valuable tool 
that provide astrological information to help unlock the potential each of us has. Understanding the stars can help steer us in the right direction to make better informed choices. So if you're wondering what's going to happen in your week ahead, be sure to tune in to The Astrology Show for guidance, Mondays at 9pm Eastern Time. Listen, my life changed because someone was there to get me to use drugs. No one can understand. People think that having someone who will listen makes it better. I need help. I'm listening. I need help. I think that having someone who will listen makes it better. People understand. No one can get me to use drugs. My life changed because someone was there to listen. Go to heretolisten.com for tips and tools to turn addiction around. Brought to you by the Ad Council. All right, we're back with uh, what type of clients do you feel like um, come to you most often? What what are you finding uh, tends to be the fit for your relationship um, consulting that you do? Well, two, I, I have, there's two major types of clients, I guess, or, or too many issues, two major issues that I generally deal with. The first is couples. I get a lot of couples, and what is interesting to me is most of the couples who come to me, it is the uh, man in the relationship generally who will bring the couple forward. And one thing that I've noticed is that when a man uh, commits to doing couples coaching, he really wants the relationship to work. There's a high level of commitment there, um, generally speaking. Not always. Sometimes he just wants to hear that he's right about something, for one, <laughs> and other things. But couples are major. And then the other is familial relationships, mostly parenting, how to deal with um, kids and of all different ages, but especially school-age children who might be having problems in school. They might be getting bullied. They might not be talking to mom and dad anymore because they feel like they're not being understood or whatever the situation is, but those are the, the two major. And I also have, uh, I coach singles with relationships, how to look at your past relationships and the patterns that you've had in the past and how to tweak the way you're putting yourself out in the world so that you are attracting the type of person you want to be with and what that feels like, getting used to physically what it feels like and, and having a better understanding of what a healthy relationship would look like and feel like for each person. So basically there are people, couples who are probably trying to figure things out. You help them discern their soul contracts with each other and help them kind of try to iron out the bumps, so to speak. And, um, yeah, move forward. We go at, when I do counseling, when I do coaching, I do both, we tackle the mundane and the spiritual at the same time. I have a very holistic approach to things. And most of the couples that have come to me who are married couples are couples who are in crisis. I do do counseling, like premarital counseling or coaching, I should say, premarital coaching. And then I, I have had many couples come to me when they're in crisis, like there was an indiscretion 
or somebody's cheating or there's dishonesty, there's something that needs to be healed in the relationship. And they need to figure out whether or not it's a relationship that they want to maintain and nurture or whether it's a relationship that would be healthier to let go. Right. So that's what I help people with. All right. And um, we're going to get into that. For those of you who are interested in uh, learning more, Gerilyn has some classes, um, and we'll let you know how to contact her. But we don't want to leave the singles out. So for singles (laughs) looking for a connection um, and those who are wanting to have, you know, it's okay to want a that strong connection. I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting it. I think the problem is where when you kind of heavily are looking for and you slap a label on it instead of navigating. Yeah, the, the issue is not that they're looking for the connection. The issue is mistaking something like a past life connection or a uh, chemistry Mm -hmm. for what can be a long-term relationship. Oftentimes, and also we think that passion is what we're looking for when the root of passion is pain. Passion in a relationship oftentimes, and I'm not talking about romance, but what people call passion, oftentimes is a sense of fear. It's a fear of loss, and that's what creates that excitement. So that that excitement leaves once you're in a committed relationship and then you're like, oh, well, there's no passion. Well, that's okay because you don't want the fear of loss. You want to have that stability. That's what a healthy relationship is, is trust. And it's right. learning what that what that looks like and feels like and that, that's, that doesn't mean there's a problem. That means it's a good thing. Right. Well, and one you of know. the things that I – yeah, the, the definitely a good thing. Everybody wants passion. One of the things that I notice uh, that is probably the biggest mistake, and I know that people get so sick of hearing this, this cliche about mm-hmm. um, basically you have to kind of do the internal work and be whole to have the best relationship. Mm-hmm. So basically once you figure out what fulfills that void that you have, and I have, I have mm-hmm. had so many readings over the years. I'm sure you've had these, but there, it's yeah. mind-boggling to me the amount of people who um, come to me, and you can tell, and you can feel it, and even when you do the reading, it's very clear that they are not fulfilled on a soul level, that they are searching outside of themselves, and it's usually for a relationship to give them Mm -hmm. some type of, you know, fulfillment on a soul level, which is not really fulfillment. Again, it's the Band-Aid. So that I find... Yeah. Well, it's because it's part of our culture. You complete me. No. I should be completed already. Nobody else should complete me. I need to be complete in and of myself and be a whole person and enjoy my own company before I add someone else in, because if I don't enjoy being with me, why would you enjoy being with me? And if I'm not complete, that's not your job to fill me. Right. That's a lot of pressure. I have a, yeah, that's, it's very unfair. And I have, I I teach self-empowerment. That's the major, before I will go into, I teach other courses like attracting love and heart repair and heart maintenance and nurturing of a relationship. But before I will go into any of those, you have to take the self-empowerment course 
because if you are not full, if you are not a complete whole self and feel comfortable in your own body, no matter what kind of a relationship you enter into, it's going to be lopsided. Yeah, it doesn't work. It, it, you know, that's yeah. the thing. It's it's such a dictation for the relationship. And or you're going to attract mm -hmm. somebody very like you, which is just a whole bunch of disaster. Um, and so <laughs> a pe people just underestimate that. They just, oh, yeah, I need to find happiness. I understand, whatever. And it just seems very hard to do. Well, it is hard if you're not really focusing on it. It's just like, um, right. that, uh, friends episode where I can't, Rachel was like trying to explain something that she was listening. She was, uh, hearing from her yeah. boss and she goes, I don't know. He was mumbling and they were like, well, was he mumbling? Cause you weren't listening again. It's, you know, if you're not focusing on yeah. paying attention, it's really super Well, hard. And that's about taking responsibility again. Mm -hmm. So, and, and the right. thing is you don't find happiness. You create it. You make a decision that this is how you want your life to be, and then you do the work to get there. You make a or decision, joyful. but you, I also, use the word joy. you also make good, different choices. You choose wisely. Right, you Everybody make a decision just, and you, you do the work. Exactly. Everybody just assumes so, that, yeah, that you're, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people just too much go with the flow of what everybody else is doing and they think that they're supposed to be doing. They don't make choices uniquely to their life and their own desires. And that doesn't even make any sense. I mean, if you think about it, why would you choose what everybody else is doing when everybody has unique individual desires? Doesn't, And then you're frustrated right. and unhappy. Well, because right? people want to fit in and they want to be accepted. And I, that's understandable. And it is a need because we are basically like herd animals. But... I mean, that's a See, whole nother I show, think a Jennifer. lot of it, I think a lot of it's because <laughs> it's e easy, truthfully. I think it's just easier for some yeah. people. But that being said, before we get to the end of the show, how do people contact mm -hmm. you, um, you know, talk about your classes and what you do and where to go? I am online everywhere. But the primary place for my coaching um, blog and what I offer so far as coaching couples and so on is at gabrielstrumpet.net. Um, you can also contact me via email at Geraldyn, G-E-R-A-L-Y-N, Geraldyn, at voiceofspirit.com, voiceofspirit.com. Um, I would recommend going to my website, uh, I have com also, which that has everything. It might be a little overwhelming, so that's why I'm telling people about that gabrielstrumpet.net because that focuses on coaching specifically. Um, I have so I think my self-empowerment class. They can email class, you fairly, at the Gerilyn at mm -hmm. Voice of Spirit then. Um, put Spirit Correct. Chat in the subject line if you're wanting to know anything pertaining to the show. That'll make it easy for you and for them. Exactly. So you, yeah, mention that you, you listened. Yeah. So yeah. if you forget any the other links, email Gerilyn at Gerilyn at Voice of Spirit. Put Spirit Chat in the subject line, and she'll send them to you also. But, yeah, you, exactly. then, like you you had also mentioned, you do self-empowerment course for those who are singles. Mm -hmm. I think that that would be a good course for those to take as well. Right. Because that And I'm on them. Facebook. We do have a Facebook page for self-empowerment. So you can look me up on Facebook also. Right. Well, and I yeah. also, I want to thank you very much um, for being a guest on the show today. 
um, before we wrap up here and the music starts playing. I want to remind everybody, if you are interested in my spirit community, the Higher Purpose Learning Group, which we do a lot of spiritual discussions over there, you definitely want to um, uh, go to my www.keystothespiritworld.com. Uh, up in the right corner, there will be a tab that says Spirit Community. It's free. We, Like I said, we have lots of discussions. It's a safe place. I have a lot of people that are like, I can't talk about this with my friends and family. It's weird or they think I'm weird and, yeah. it, you know, I have nowhere to go. And so that's a good place for you to just ask questions. And another thing, there's, they're like, oh, this might be a weird or a silly questions. Nothing's weird or silly. Definitely check it out. I think that you will enjoy it. And if you're interested in developing your spiritual body relationship and knowledge, that um, psychicabilityclass.com ends today. So until next time, we will see you next Wednesday. Aloha. And this is Geraldine St. Joseph saying aloha to everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.